Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Community DC. I'm your host, Dennis Glasgow. This morning, we get a chance to have our second visit on this show with the founder and the CEO of Hope for the Warriors, Robin Kelleher. Her nonprofit helps returning veterans and their families in so many ways. And we'll talk about those over the next 30 minutes including how you can reach out for assistance, volunteer, donate, be a partner, and much, much more. Here's my conversation with Robin from Hope for the Warriors. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Dennis. How are you? I'm well. It's so it's great to see you again. For all our listeners, you know, we do this on team, so we get to see each other, but uh, with the audio-only interview for radio, uh, it, it just, you sound great, you look great, and I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to have you back. Our our initial conversation, we did a CEOs with Robin, and then we did the Community DC show, and she's been nice enough to revisit with us. I can't remember how long it's been since we chatted, at least probably six months, hasn't it? It, it has been, yes, it, and it went by really fast. Yes, it, it it's always does. It's hard to does. believe it's the end, it's February. Well, listen, I uh, am just uh, dying to talk to you about Hope for the Warriors and all the things that have happened since we chatted last time. But also, as you know, there's going to be a whole new listening audience that's tuning into this or checking it out on the web or our iHeart podcast page for Community C that maybe haven't heard of Hope for the Warriors before. So do me a favor and do all the new listeners and the people that are being introduced to you and the nonprofit for the first time. Tell us about the origin story, the history about how everything started. Because, you know, there's some hard stuff and there's some great stuff that came out of it. But tell us how everything started. So um, the organization, Hope for the Warriors, and we do refer to ourselves as as a for-purpose organization. I I feel like that really um, gives a lot more light as to the work that is being done um, than a nonprofit. I I love that, by the way. I'm going to start using that. It's fantastic. Well, I the more we use it, then I can start, you know, going to the IRS and saying, I think we need to make some changes. Nice. <laughs> They're always open for change, right? Well played, Robin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Hope for the Warriors was founded uh, in Eastern North Carolina in 2006. So we've been doing this work for 17 years now. Um, at the time, uh, most of the families there were experiencing a, a a deployment tempo that was quite frightening and unexpected. Um, but then we were on top of that, beginning to see servicemen and women coming back, either wounded, um, some coming back, um, you know, with just very uh, affected, emotionally affected and morally affected by their experiences. Um, and some were not coming back. Um, you know, uh, they've, they'd given their life in combat and for this country. Um, we weren't quite prepared for that as a nation. I think we were very well prepared to um, defend our country and, and what we believe in, but we weren't quite prepared for um, the results of it. So uh, as military spouses, we banded together and said, you know, we've got to do something here to make sure that we're all OK um, and that um, we are able to sustain 
this momentum that is taking place and still be thriving families and certainly support systems for those that are in combat and, and need to know that their families are good. And so it started off very raw and um, gave us something to do, something to really invest our time in and focus on um, very much about the physical um, at first. So we, as a group, believed very much about um, physical exercise and goal setting and stretching and really pushing yourself and and the the fantastic effects that has on your well-being. And so we started the organization off with a run and it was a, a 10K, 5K, uh, one mile. And that first mile was was um, initiated for the service members that were just coming back wounded and who were experiencing their own first mile after having been wounded in combat and what their new life was going to be like, their new normal. This was their first mile into that journey. Um, and that event, uh, it still takes place today. So we've been doing that event uh, for many, many years. We have one still in Eastern North Carolina and now up in Long Island, New York. Um, but from there, we grew the organization around the needs of military families. And that's what it's always been about is what are the needs? And we include the military family because we know that that is a support system that is also affected by war and combat. Um, and certainly that families don't uh, heal properly if they don't heal together. So our we stay very true to our roots. Uh, family is the center of our, you know, all of our programming. And um, so today we are 68 um, staff members strong. We are at about 75% military spouses and veterans on staff dispersed throughout the country. And we're, we're really focused on mental health. Uh, and I think that's a really important topic. Um, mental health still has a stigma attached to it. And that's really important for us to be a part of that voice to understand better that mental health is about mental well-being. And we're talking about well-being and what are those things that contribute to an individual and a family and a community's well-being. Um, and sometimes it's very unique for military families. So our programming has um, been built around the unique needs of military families. But what I love is that all the work that we do really transitions well into the civilian sector. Everything that we've learned, the programming, the, the focus, the priorities is very um, relevant in, in your community or your family. And um, so we have a lot to offer, not just the programming that we do, but also the things that we've learned and how we can scale out the, the education and the learning to the greater good. Well, thank you for sharing all of that and getting us started. We're going to talk about programs and volunteering donations. And I'm glad you brought up mental health because I know that's something you really want to talk a lot about. And I wanted to ask you something. You know, I know you know this about me. I've got a 21-year-old who's about to graduate from college in May. And mental health with, with her Generation Z is right at the top of the list. And the last maybe five years, celebrities and athletes have talked a lot about mental health and taking a break, and it's at the forefront. And I know that you and your team don't care how we got here, but at least the topic is being talked about in a more proactive way. But for some reason, we needed all these different sects in society 
to talk about it before we said, you know what? Our, our military is suffering from it, too, and they've got a good reason why PTSD and all the horrors that come with combat and seeing things that they shouldn't see and participating in things that they probably shouldn't participate in that they never planned to, it's a real thing, and it lasts probably for the rest of their lives. So I imagine that you're glad that it's getting more proactive when it comes to mental health overall and everybody talking about it, Robin. Uh, absolutely. And I again, the, you know, we, we have to sort of change the narrative around it. I think we all came from generations where that was frightening and scary and, and people, you know, went to men, went to mental um, facilities because they were struggling and that was frightening to people. And we have to really open our minds and hearts and say, everybody is in some kind of crisis at some point in their lives. And you need to know that it's okay. And that's normal that processing is normal. And if you have the right support systems around you, you can navigate that well and uh, and continue thriving in your, your family and your community. Um, and so it's important for us at Hope to be part of that conversation. But I am glad to see that there are brave people out there like athletes and celebrities and military leadership who are, are brave enough to say, this was hard. I was affected by this. It has negatively impacted my daily operations and I'm willing to get some help for it. And then I know I can move on and there's great people in this country to help me. Agreed. Well said. So if we were to give a 30,000 foot view of somebody that's being introduced to Hope for the Warriors for the first time, what would you say that you do? You know, it's a, that's a one. That's a great question because um, we look at the family as from a holistic point of view, and that is um, in particular for a military family, we are focusing on their um, financial stability, their physical and mental stability, their spiritual stability. That means whatever it means for people. Um, having a sense of purpose is an incredibly big part of a military a, a service member and a family member, um, and certainly the physical piece. And so you look at our if you looked at hope from that far up, you would see a beautiful wheel with the family and the, the and the heart really in the center of that. And then these elements being kind of the spokes. And at the end of the day, um, we're saving lives. You know, this is these things contribute to uh, when we don't have the opportunity to reach the resources that we need or have people who can hear us and listen to us, you know, that's where those suicide numbers have gotten so high. And so at the end of the day, that's our priority is lowering suicide numbers and getting people stabilized, strengthened, and then connected to their community. So Robin, when it comes to programs and services, there are kind of four buckets that I'd like you to get into. There's the financial wellness and life roles physical and emotional wellness that we've touched on a little bit, social support and community connection, which I think is a real big one, and training and education, which always comes with everything else. Can you talk about each one of them just a little bit? Absolutely. Um, and the financial the financial piece right now is one of our biggest uh, areas of ask. Um, with the economy the way that it is, um, military families are having some financial challenges. And so typically when someone comes to hope, that's where they're they're coming in from is some sort of financial distress. What's lovely about our team is that they spend a lot of time walking through, why are you in financial distress? What has occurred? How long has this been going on? What other areas are getting you to this place? And then let's really work on that. The financial distress, we can 
you know, we will uh, mitigate that for you to take some of those pressures off. But we we certainly don't want our clients uh, relying on nonprofit organizations. We want them strong and stable um, and able to serve in whatever capacity uh, they want to. So right now we do see um, food insecurity um, and good food insecurity. So healthy food insecurity, um, employment. We're still working really hard on employment, although it's become a really important topic in this country, which we love to hear. Um, and then um, homelessness. And it's not, I think when people hear the word homelessness, they envision someone living out on the streets. We're talking about people who are, yes, living in the streets, potentially living in their cars, maybe living at somebody else's house on the couch, or always at the brink of eviction. And those are really stressful areas for people. And so being able to really stabilize again at that place um, allows people to process um, their issues and then move on and thrive like they should be able to do. And they deserve to. So that's the big one, the financial piece, because obviously there we also are funding um, that that requires money. And so having good donors and good um, corporate supporters is how we can continue scaling out that program as well. So I appreciate you asking about that. Um, the second one we did touch on the physical uh, bucket. Um, we still and will always firmly believe that being active is one part of the military culture, setting goals, pushing yourself, always part of the military culture. So it will always be a part of the culture of hope. Um, but we also know that whatever activity it is that is physical for, for you has a, um, a physiological effect on your ability to cope. Um, it physiologically actually um, affects your relationships and your your place in your family and your community. So that one's really important. And that is a, a big uh, component of always asking where, where, where and what are you doing for your physical activity? And here's ways that we can help you with that or offer you new ideas um, and opportunities. Um, so it's, that's always a part, whether that comes up in the intake process or not is the physical piece. Um, and then the third bucket is the um, community and, and connection to community. There's nothing more healing or um, relieving is to sit and talk to people who have had shared experiences and to understand that you're not alone with the feelings that you're having. Um, you haven't done anything wrong, that things happen to people and people um, and everyone has these shared experiences. So if you can connect people to their communities in a sense of peer connections or mentors. Um, hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They feel it begins to feel better. You start lifting some of this um, 
stress and pain that people are carrying around with them. Um, they can seek forgiveness in so many ways just by listening and talking and having other people say, I understand and shouldn't feel that way. Or, you know, you did the right thing. Those things are so healing. Um, and so connecting people and making sure they're connected to their communities is a priority. We have a peer-to-peer mentor program that are, that program is only staffed by veterans, um, both male and female, and their daily job is to reach out in their communities and beyond and make sure that people are staying connected with each other. If they need anything, their resources are provided. Um, they're also being encouraged to get more involved in their community, whether it's coaching or uh, any sort of activity, being in the church, um, you know, volunteering, those things are so part of the military culture that you have to just make sure it's being reinforced as they transition out to the civilian community. So Robin, with all the programs and services that you offer, and I know you're just kind of hitting the tip of the iceberg because there's so much more, and we're going to talk about volunteering, donation, and how to partner up with Hope for the Warriors. There's also a gala coming up in October and other events, but criteria, I imagine that there are a lot of people that are part of veteran families or a veteran himself, and they said, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know if I qualify for any of these. So to answer those kind of questions, where do they start and, and is there a criteria? So the we use that term very loosely because it's um, it it's not a stringent criteria. Um, technically, uh, because of funding, we are um, primarily post nine eleven served, but that we have many Vietnam veterans that come to us for help and resources, and we know exactly how to help them. Um, and so that is a limit. I, I see the the term criteria very loosely. Um, I think what's important is for if there's a need um, that not to worry about criteria, but to call and get engaged with us, because regardless of um, regardless of criteria, there's going to be support and help in some way. And we have built a tremendous alliance with our partner organizations. And many of them do things that we don't do. We don't build houses, but we work very closely with the Gary Sinise Foundation. Um, the you know Fisher Foundation is doing, Fisher House Foundation is doing incredible work that we don't do, but they are a great alliance and partner to us that we absolutely have a wonderful referral system back and forth. Um, so I would say to anyone listening, don't worry about criteria. Just check in, call, connect with us. We'll take care of you. Well, good. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have already Googled the website, but we'll give that at the end and talk a little bit about more ways that you can reach out. Whether you want to look at some of the programs and services, you might want to donate or even be partners at, at a very larger level with Robin and her team, which I know she'd be very excited about because that is always welcomed. And that's the other thing I wanted to ask you about is fundraising. And I know with nonprofits, especially a smaller team that you have, even though you've grown over the last several years since 2006, it's hard to do. It's hard to ask for money. It's hard for people to give money. But I know you've got some wonderful partners out there. But when it comes to fundraising, how is Hope for Warriors funded overall? So we are funded by the um, publicly funded. So what you, um, we individual giving is in major gifts, corporate partnerships, grants, and foundations. Um, we do get some state funding in North Carolina for a behavioral health clinic that we run in eastern North Carolina from the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, 
So it's, you know, we're pounding the pavement every day and we love our donors. They, we want them as engaged as they want to be. They are obviously um, the reason why we're able to stay in business and continue doing the great work that we're doing. Um, we take great pride in our fiduciary to fiduciary responsibilities to our donors. We don't sell our donor lists. Um, we stay in touch with them. We make sure that they know constantly what their impact is. Um, many don't, you know, only want to hear from us once a year, and that's exactly how they hear from us is once a year. So we were. It's really about the donor and supporter journey that is a priority for our development team. Um, the uh, events, we do tremendous number of events. We find that those are a great way to build community spirit around military families. It introduces hope in a way that um, we might not have the opportunity to do. People get to see how passionate we are about our work and the level of excellence that we insist upon um, when we do events and activities in people's communities. Um, so it's, it is a lot of work, but it's a, it's, it's always so, um, you know, heartwarming at the end of the day to get a letter from a from a child who had a lemonade stand, and here's the twelve dollars that they made. And those are the, you know, the days that you're like, this is always what we should be doing. This always, it's great work. That's great. That's great. So you mentioned events, and I know you got the big galas coming up in October. Uh, we're doing this interview in February, so there's a lot of time to still plan for that, even though it's kind of a year-round thing to plan for something so big like that is. But any other events? And then can you talk a little bit about the gala and get everybody excited about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, locally, we will be doing events throughout the year, um, and you can certainly find information about that on our website at www.hopeforthewarriors.org. Um, the Got Heart Give Hope Awards Ceremony will take place in October um, at the Gaylord over at uh, National Harbor. So we're really excited about that beautiful venue there and to partner with the organizations in this community to highlight the strength and resilience of military families who have um, experienced, you know, probably the worst that people can, but have really um, risen above it and have continued to give back to their community at the same time. Robin, I know that uh, you've had military in your family, and the one thing, and in fact, several things I've noticed living in the DMV here and uh, always being in awe of people in the military is not only their service and their patriotism for their country, wanting to fight uh, and doing some very brave things that I, I imagine that I might not be able to do if I were put in that situation, but also the other part of it is is kind of staying within themselves and what you offer probably gets some military people outside their comfort zone because you've talked about mental health. You've talked about financial help. And some of these military people that are coming home, whether they're wounded physically or mentally and they have families, might be hard at times to ask for help because they're proud, patriotic people. I get all of that. So I guess maybe I'd like you to expound on that a little bit more because you do have military in your family. And as we start to grow as a, a human species, we're getting better about talking about things, as you mentioned off the top of our conversation, but that introductory thing about asking for help, I imagine that's hard, even though you're here for everybody. Can you just expound on that, about that a little bit more? I'd be curious to see what your thoughts are. Yeah, I, absolutely. And we all know, every one of us knows that we are we serve one of the toughest communities there is. As you said, the pride, um, the expectations, 
the the self-imposed um, expectations of you know taking care of your family, not needing help, um, and at the same time, though that culture also truly um, uh, is about your buddy and the family. And so those things actually kind of help us through that process. Um, we do see that it's hard. A lot of times the asks that we get are last minute, you know, it's, I've tried to make this work. I've tried to make this work. And now we're at crisis time. And that is really where we see most of our families um, because they really have tried to do it themselves. What I love is that most of our as I said, our staff are veterans or military spouses. So there's an inherent trust that's built right at the beginning of an engagement with us. They un they know that we understand them and that we don't see this as a hand out. It's a hand up um, as well as um, a lot of times we see the spouses calling. They're the first ones to call and say, you know, our family's in distress and we need help. Um, and so you can always rely on some of the cultural aspects of the military community in order to um, engage with them in a way that's meaningful and trusted. You know, one of the nice things that people may or may not know that Hope for the Warriors was a sponsor when it came to Commander's content with Julie Donaldson this past season. I know you know Julie, and she's been yeah. out to your events. She's wonderful to work with, such a pro, sounds great on the broadcast, and has that busy schedule as a socialite, but also giving her time back to so many different charities. And I know you guys partnered up, and I wanted to acknowledge you and Julie being partners and being a part of the Commanders, who are you know obviously big military supporters when it comes to as is the NFL, too. And I want to ask you a little bit more about uh, corporate sponsors, because I want to make this clear to everybody, you know, because the private donations are great. But And you can mention some people that you currently work with um, right now, Robin, but when it comes to maybe businesses, whether it's small, medium, or large, or corporate sponsors working with you, whether they have a tie in the military or not, or just want to be a part of it, can you talk a little bit about more of that angle? Because I know when it comes to fundraising, but also money coming in, that's really important, too. Oh, absolutely. And uh what we have value of is the relationship. So it's very rare that we um, receive a check and then that's it. That's the only engagement that we would have. Um, we found that our corporate partners are our best pool of volunteers and they're creative and innovative about their volunteerism. Um, their, their staff loves to have time off to do something outside of the, of the workplace that is meaningful as well. So, that volunteerism becomes a really big part of the relationships that we build with our corporate partners. Um, we also get mentors from our corporate partners um, that want to uh, provide financial assistance, uh, financial mentorship, or even mentoring some of our own staff uh, in, you know, communications and marketing and branding and um, all the elements where we can get really good guidance. We have a board member from MasterCard um, and she is our authority on security and um, and HIPAA and all the things that's so important in the, you know, in the back end. Um, we have a corporate partner, uh, another board member as well with Casey's. Um, it's a chain out in the Midwest and they're they're growing large and big and moving into new and more states. Um, and they do a fantastic campaign for us each month that really highlights the work that we do, but also brings out the veterans in their own communities and they can recognize who they are and thank them for their service. Uh, Wells Fargo is a 
phenomenal partner of ours. And we're talking to them about um, financial wellness and providing financial wellness for families, uh, especially those that are transitioning out and looking for employment. Um, So we have this variety uh, sort of um, curated packages that we we put together for our corporate partners based on what's what's important to them and what's important to their staff. That's great. Okay. It's hard to believe that almost 30 minutes has gone by so quickly, and I'm, I love speaking with you and all the wonderful things you're doing. Let's do this. With the three minutes that we have left, the floor is yours. Maybe things we haven't talked about or maybe kind of some takeaways that you want to make sure our listeners go away with when it comes for Hope for Warriors. So the floor is yours. Thank you, Dennis. I think the most important thing to hear is that for-profit organizations like Hope for the Warriors have a lot to offer this country, and it's so important that they stay funded. DOD and VA are doing you know, great work, but they cannot do everything, and therefore it is um, imperative that organizations like Hope stay in business and stay operational. We have so much to offer, not just the military community anymore, but again, civilians uh, and the general public with the work that we do. Um, I think it's if you want to learn more about our organization and those that we um, alliance with, you can see everything on our website and always get in touch with us. We're local here in the DMV. Our website is www.hopeforthewarriors.org. Um, and we'd love to have you, anyone give us a call and email, um, ask more questions and get involved. Well, listen, I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. I know that you're very busy. Uh, before we let you go, uh, is there anything in the future? Because I know you're always looking down the road about what you can do next. Is there something that you and the organization want to do that maybe isn't there just yet? And whether it's funding or you don't have the proper resources that you're looking at to the future that we can at least get excited about for you? Yeah, I'd love to talk about um, peer mentor groups. And those to us are, again, a, a great place for healing to take place. Um, it's very grassroots. Um, building that up here in the DMV for our service members and the spouses and the family members is on my priority list for 2024. Um, we have the space for it. I uh, would love to see some um, people come out and volunteer, be a part of it, ask questions about it, um, fund it. Those are uh, a great resource, especially because getting help these days, sometimes you got to wait a long time. Yeah, We do not have the we do not have the mental health providers in this country that we need, and that's a big priority of ours as well. But we do have things that we can do um, to be a support system in that in that waiting time. Robin, it was a great visit. Let's get the website one more time to everybody. Then the website is www.hopeforthewarriors.org. Great to talk to you. Thank you, Dennis. It was great to see you and talk to you as well. Thanks so much for joining us on Community DC, and we'll stay in touch, okay? Thank you. Yes. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.